Warning. The following podcast contents material that could be deemed offensive. You'll hear explicit language, jokes in poor taste and overall crude humor. Listener discretion is advised. Enjoy. Well, maybe he just has manners. Yo, baby, you have your asshole licked by a fat man in an overcoat? Hang of a D's, episode number 109. I am your host, D's. And with me, as always, of course, Dylan. It is Sunday, December the 4th. Where the fuck has this year gone? I know, right? It's flown by. 2020, 2020, 2022. There we go. Jesus. Uh, Just finished watching the slate of noon games. Of course, our beloved Pittsburgh Steelers come away with the victory over the Falcons. 19 to 16 uh, still a couple games that are uh, not quite final yet but uh, we'll get to uh, all the action here but we'll kick it off um, with the game we just watched the Steelers moving to five and seven and for the first time this year win two games in a row against the Falcons who going into the game at five and seven themselves were just a half a game out of first place in their division kind of like, you look at that division, everybody sucks. And, like, if we were in the fucking NFC South, we'd be winning the division right, right. now. Um, but, lo and behold, we're not in the AFC – or we're in the AFC North, and uh, I think that's going to be good for third place coming out of the day. So, yeah. anyway, thoughts on the game so far. Um, Kenny's making progress. Yeah. That's, He's looked good the last couple weeks. He hasn't turned the ball over in, I believe, four games now, which is great from a rookie quarterback. That's exactly what you want to see. Through a just absolute beautiful touchdown pass to Connor Hayward, um, Connor's first NFL touchdown, which somebody on Twitter pointed out, ironically, it very, very, very similar to the very first touchdown that his father, Craig, scored with the Saints way back when. Same uh, exact seam route, beautiful catch over the shoulder um, in the back of the end zone. So I thought that was kind of neat. Uh, running game looked solid. Um, Najee, after going to the hospital last week with an uh, abdominal injury, played, uh, got 17 carries, 86 yards for an average of five per. Benny Snell uh, had six carries, averaging four yards a carry. Looked solid, continuing off of what he did last week in Indy as well. I was a little surprised Jalen Warren didn't get more action. Uh, did have a couple of nice blocks, though. Uh, Fryermuth, another big game, including a 57-yarder where thought he was down but managed to, to stay up and truck it down the sidelines. Uh, Nodge had just a brutal stiff arm that we're going to see replayed on uh, Good Morning Football, guaranteed. That'll probably be a, an angry runs finalist, if not the winner. Defense looked really good. Against the run for three quarters. 
And then it seemed like they kind of got gassed a little mm-hmm. bit. And that's... You can kind of expect that with a team like Atlanta, who I believe when they came in, they were leading the league in rushing, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, Mariota couldn't really get anything going in the passing game. But again, I was a little concerned there in the fourth where our defense uh, got tired. And uh, you can't really blame it on our offense not being able to stay on the field because we didn't punt until the fourth quarter. We only punted twice, one of which at the end of the game, absolute just gorgeous punt. Um, where we pinned him on the one, and then the very next play, uh, Minka seals the deal with the interception. Um, Offense moved the ball very well, just couldn't finish drives. Too many field goals. Yeah, and and again, and I have said this multiple times, but I want to see development out of guys like Pickett and Pickens, who Pickens has not had a good day and. That's going to be an interesting story to follow. I'll talk about that in a second. But uh, I want to see that kind of development. My fear is is that as we see that development and we look better and better, I, I don't want this to save Matt Canada's job because he still does a horrible fucking job calling plays, um, especially as the drives get going. We do these dumbass jet sweeps. Like I'm, I know we ran at least four of them. And I just I, I I don't know I I think they're they had a place in the league, but I think it's time that we put that to bed. Maybe once a game you throw one in there when you know they least expect it. But when your offense is based on that kind of motion, well, I mean we've seen the results of it. It just it, it's terrible. But play calling still has to get better. And back on the Pickens thing, to that point. Why are we not game planning to get him the ball more? I do not know. I know that Deontay, who they did target quite a few times today, and he had a couple of boneheaded plays, uh, a couple drops that he should have had, a uh, a probable probably fumble, but he got saved by replay. Kind of. What did you think on that? Did you think catch fumble or? I thought catch fumble. Yeah, I mean, by I mean l- he possession one two. He goes to turn and then he loses the ball. The turn in my mind is a football move. But the ball was was moving when he was making that turn. But either way, I mean, it, our opinions don't matter. Um, it was a and there was a hold on it. So the, the difference of it was is it was either, it was going to be Atlanta's ball regardless. The only difference was we punted and we got like forty yards field position out of it. But still. Um, he had five catches for 60 yards, but those couple of drops did not help matters. But uh, Pickens, though, for a guy that, that makes the kind of plays that he makes when he gets the opportunity to make them, we have to find a way to p- produce those kinds of opportunities. And he let frustration get to him today, ended up th- throwing his helmet on the ground and kicking it to uh, the point that Cam Hayward had to kind of walk over and, and talk him down a little bit. Yeah, I'm not liking his attitude so far. His nah, demeanor. I yeah, mean, he seems like he's I mean, going to be I, an issue if he does become a superstar. Yeah, it's one of those things where the media has hyped him up so much that he uh, – it's it's kind of a slippery slope. I want him to be a confident, I'm the fucking man kind of thing, but at the same time, I don't want more of what we saw today mm-hmm. when things don't go his way. Um, 
But I do agree with him. We need to find a way to get him the ball. So we have to find a fine line there somewhere to both keep him happy um, and, and keep his attitude in check because that was one of the knocks of him coming out was that he was a bit of a hothead. You know, he's mm-hmm. been in some fights and things like that. So the um, thing about Pittsburgh is, is, you know, they put up with a lot of shit from Antonio Brown, who gets that in a while as well. Uh but they kept it under wraps. Like nobody knew what was going on until after the fact. And then we started hearing stories um, from Ryan Clark and, and others. So, uh, but if he's public with it, Pittsburgh won't put up with it. Like I, they don't seem to care how much talent you have. When you become a distraction to the point where the league is talking about you, they're going to find it. You know, you're, you're out of here. Um, Like I said, Mike Tomlin is a genius or guru, whatever you want to call him, for for being able to keep Antonio Brown under wraps for as long as he did. And unless it was truly the perfect hit that just completely knocked him fucking stupid. But anyway, that being said, uh, I know it's Atlanta. Atlanta's not a powerhouse or anything. But, look, anything helps. Um, Yeah, we heard our draft position. I don't care. Like I said last week, win the goddamn game, you know. We go on a run here. Who knows? Anything can happen. So, happy with the win. Um, anything else from the game stand no. out to you? Uh, oh, Mink, one last thing on the, the Minka pick. Like, we briefly talked about it before we came in here. You know, you're not going to see a play like that very often where a DB catches an interception, regardless of where you're at in the game. Easy pick six. And instead... He runs out of bounds, lets the offense come out on the field, take the knee, and, you know, some would say, well, yeah, you take the knee and the game's over. Well, if he scores the touchdown there, it's a two-score game, less than 30 seconds, I believe, 40 seconds, 45, something Something like that. that. Either way, Uh, game's probably over anyway. But still, heady play and very selfless. Mm -hmm. And in this day and age of, you know, obnoxious sports stars, me, 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 I thought that that was pretty impressive that – you know, he said, fuck the stats. I got to pick. I'm just going to take right. the rest of the game off. So heads up move by Minka and well worth the first rounder we gave up. For. Oh, for sure. All right. So moving on to the rest of the NFL action that we have seen so far. Uh, Thursday night, Buffalo smacked New England around, and it really wasn't as close as the score indicates. And did you see the Mac Jones thing? I did not know. He wasn't on mic, but there was literally a camera from me to you. Mm-hmm. And you can, Stevie Wonder could have read his lips. He said, throw the fucking ball. The running game fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah. Ow. So I don't know if that's a knock on old Matty P or what, but um, yeah, he was not happy. And, and they did not look good, you know, other than their first touchdown drive that they had. And then Buffalo basically did whatever they wanted to do. They just didn't put a lot of points on the board, but they didn't really have to. Uh, So then today's noon games, we had the Titans playing the Eagles, the A.J. Brown Bowl, and uh, he made them remember him with eight catches, 119 yards, and two touchdowns, including one where he caught off of a dude's shoulder pads. Um, But, yeah, 35-10, Eagles get the win there. They moved to 11-1. And uh, getting real close to locking up that one seed, Titans fall to seven and five. The Browns and the Texans in Deshaun Watson's 
first real game action in almost two years, and it showed. He was, uh, in a word, horrible, but his defense was not. And he probably they probably got helped by the fact that Dougie Davis Mills wasn't playing. Kyle Allen got the start there. He had uh, two picks, and I believe they also had a fumble. Fumble got returned for a touchdown. So, yeah. yeah, they had a pick six, a fumble return for a touchdown, and a punt return for a touchdown for Cleveland. That's how they got their three touchdowns. Deshaun was uh, 12 of 22 for only 131 yards and a pick for a rating of 53.4. So uh, definitely some rust there. Hopefully it stays there. Yeah. It would be great cosmic karma if this results in him just not being very good. What the hell's going on in the Minnesota game? How did the Jets get the ball back? I didn't even see, but yeah. Yeah, we currently are watching the Vikings-Jets as there is 23 seconds left. Third and 10, Jets have the ball, and they are eighteen in the red zone. Yeah. Mike Effin White rolls to his right, throwing incomplete. Going to be fourth and 10. Yeah. So yeah, Browns moved to five and seven, and the uh, Texans now have probably all but uh, one and ten. Well, they ain't locked it up yet, but they're inching closer to that number one pick. Uh, Packers Bears Bears had that game pretty much all game long. They had the lead for three and a half quarters, and then the landlord decided to uh, serve notice and. A-Rodge proved that he does, in fact, still own Chicago with the 28-19 win there. And Mike Effin-White picked off on fourth down, and the Vikings are going to get the win there. I think so. I thought they got the win earlier. Well, yeah. Ten seconds left. Yeah, that's it. Don't believe they – yeah, they're out of timeouts. It's over. Unless, Unless there's a fumbled snap. Crazier things have happened. To the Vikings. Yeah. <laughs> or actually, it benefited the Vikings in that case. Uh, so, yeah, the Packers moved to 5-8. and eight, Bears dropped to 3-10. and 10, And, again, that second rounder we got for Chase Claypool just keeps getting better. Speaking of old Chase, did he even do anything today? Mm, 5 for 28. So, no. Uh, other Broncos and the... Ravens played a real barn burner. 10-9 was the final there. Ravens scored very, very late. Denver had a chance. With Do you know what the length of that field goal was? I didn't see it. it. Was, I don't know, no. but it was, it was a long one. Yeah, Denver had a chance to win it with a field goal and did not. Lamar Jackson did leave the game with what they are calling a knee injury. So he walked off on his own power, so I don't think it's anything serious. But Huntley came in and was able to lead them back uh, for that game-winning score. And then the Lions hang 40 on the Jaguars. Uh, Trevor Lawrence got twisted up pretty good with his leg stuck behind him and his knee cranked. Uh, did they cart him off? I didn't even. I don't know. It looked bad. I, I don't, you know, I'm no doctor or anything, but we could have seen the last of Trevor Lawrence for the year, for, yeah. for the year and maybe part of next year, depending on, on how it is. And it's odd because you see injuries like that, and you think, oh, that they're going to fucking amputate. 
Mm. And then that's oh, just knee sprain. He'll be out four weeks. Yeah. And then you'll see a guy just jogging on the fucking, you know, in motion and go to cut and his fucking knee explodes and he misses 18 months. It is weird how that works. Yeah. Yeah. ACL injuries are typically non-contact unless, you know, they might get contacted, but their foot's stuck in the ground kind of thing. But it's just one of those. It looked bad. That's all I'm going to say. It looked nasty. But the Jags, like I said, fall to four and eight. Lions move up to five and seven. What is that? Through? No, they lost on Thanksgiving, didn't they? Yeah. Barely. But it's, I believe, three of their last three four. Three of their last four that they won now. So, or is it uh, four of their last five? Might even be four out of their last five. I yes. think they were three in a row going into Thanksgiving. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. They might be uh, on the brink of turning things around there. Uh, I still don't think Jared Goff is the answer, and I don't think they think that he is either. Why? Because uh, I was thinking that watching the highlights of this game because one of the face pages I follow on YouTube is for you know Detroit media, obviously for Michigan news, but it seems like every week the they come out with some video talking about how, oh, you know, should we take Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud? I'm like... You can do a lot worse than Jared Goff. True. And he's going to be a big cap hit, I think, going into the Huge next year. Huge cap hit, Well, yeah. then what the fuck? Just why not roll with him, you know, use some help, help beef up that defense a little bit. I mean, I... Again, Offensively, you don't really... You're good. I don't think that their plan is to get rid of him after this year, regardless of if they... I, I think that they're going to... Because that cap is, is so large, I... I don't think that it serves them any purpose to cut him. So even right. if they decide to go with a young guy, I still think they're riding with golf for at least next year until that contract is done. So I, I don't know. I don't get that. Why would you Why would you take – it also helps that I'm not in love with any of the quarterbacks coming out in the top yeah. five of the draft or whatever. Although they keep fucking up their draft position, that won't – don't have to worry about that, but – yeah, I mean their defense has been way better. I don't last know, couple weeks. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what has changed, but in comparison to the first half of the season to these last few games, their defense has improved dramatically. Uh, they still need some help, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Aiden is slowly progressing, which you don't see pass rushers blow up often their rookie years. Right. Every now and then, like Micah Parsons had a great year. Javon Curse. Yeah, but usually they kind of, they might start fast and then kind of fall off as the season gets longer. Mm. Um, but they still need help on the defensive line. So I'm kind of in agreement with you. I think I would skip out on a quarterback this year. Maybe second or third rounder if there's somebody there that you like that might fit your system. Mm. Um, but I think I would use the, the first rounders that you have because don't they have two? Um, I think they just have one. I know they they had two last year, but they tra- didn't. They traded one away to get Jamison. Um, they yeah, they moved up with that it. pick to get to Jamison Williams. Yeah. Williams, yeah, the receiver. Who I don't know if he played today or not. He's but, been hurt all year. Yeah. Well, but he's activated or at least activated to practice. I don't know if he they put him on the the fifty three yet. But right, I don't know if he's played yet either. But yeah, they're they're saying that he's just about. Good to go. So, either way, they need help on defense. Their offense looks like they've got some really young playmakers there. And if they stay healthy, Detroit might be in the conversation before it's all said and done. 
And then, as we said, the Vikings, they wrapped it up. It's 27 to 22, the final there. So they are. So, yeah, they're 10 and 2. I don't know what I was thinking when I was talking about the Eagles because Vikings are right on their heels. Did they play each other? Yes, or no? they did. Eagles blew them out. Okay. So, either way, Eagles got an extra game up on them. And the Jets fall to 7 and 5. I still don't know what to think about them, though. Like, they. The game with where they ended up benching Zach Wilson, they looked like the, the Jets. And now they just played the ten and two Vikings very, very tough and, and almost won the game. They're well, sitting at seven and five, but you mean are you talking about last week? When Mike White threw for like three touchdowns and almost four hundred yards? No, okay. The week before when Zach basically threw his team under okay, the bus yeah. and I mean they yeah. looked like dog shit, but maybe yeah. it was all Zach. But I, I'm I don't know. I'm still not 100% convinced that the Jets are, are for real yet. I, I don't know. I am. Uh, uh, they just need a quarterback. You know, I mean, when they get good play out of their quarterback. Even Mike White didn't play great, but they still had a chance to win that game at the end. So seemed like he had a, a much better second half. Just, yeah. Just looking at the stat line, we were kind of talking about it while we were watching the Steeler game, and, and Mike White did not have a very pretty first half. Um, but the second half statistically looked like he really turned it on. So uh, moving on in the uh, action we got going on. Oh, we also have an overtime game and is, Oh, it's a tie. It just ended the commanders and the giants are sister kissing 20 to 20. We've already talked about how I hate that analogy, right? Sister kissing. Yeah. Yeah. So. Either way, it's a tie. All right. What is this fucking soccer? No, we need a winner. Uh, so that'll push both Washington and no, it'll push Washington seven five one and New York Giants to seven four and one. And then in afternoon action, Seahawks and Rams tied at seven. Uh, Matt Stafford has been placed on IR, so it looks like we've seen the last of him this year. Mm. I mean, four you got four weeks. I don't. Why would you bring him back for the last couple games? Right. You know, I think I think it's done, and it might be the last we ever see of Matt Stafford. Yeah. That that team is going the wrong direction, and I don't know if I'm Matt Stafford. I want to be around for a rebuild because you got your ring, you got the money. Yeah, you know, Aaron Donald is almost certain to retire. I would think, unless some other team that's on the verge can lure him in. But um, Dolphins are up seven to three on the Niners, and the Chiefs and Bengals currently scoreless, as are the Raiders and Chargers. Cowboys, Colts are, in fact, playing tonight, as Dylan was wrong. I was wrong. There was a game that they talked about that was being flexed out, and I do believe it was a it's a Cowboys game. Mm. So that might, I think it maybe is next week or the oh, week yeah. after, either way. Which, um, Before we get into the other, uh, just looking ahead to next week, Steelers play the Ravens, so uh, I will be watching very closely to that Lamar Jackson news. Although Tyler Huntley's no slouch. Yeah, no. No. Like we, I remember talking about it last year before we knew what we were going to do quarterback wise. I would not be against Pittsburgh acquiring Tyler Huntley. Um, obviously, that didn't happen, but uh, just because Lamar is out, I would not just automatically count that as a win. But correct, they did just almost lose to the Broncos, so take that for however you want. But that game is in Pittsburgh, um, so I. D depending on what kind of injury news we get, uh, I would 
I would pick the Steelers right now. We're kind of on a roll. It's a home game. And regardless of what happens, I still think that we are at worst going to split with the Ravens and we might as well win our third in a row and get everybody's hopes sky high just for them <laughs> to come crashing down. Um, so then Jets, Bills, Browns, Bengals, Texans, Cowboys. So that that's not the one they flex. Raiders, Rams. I don't know why you skipped that. Did I? Yeah. Jets, it's all... Bills, Browns, Bengals, Texans, Cowboys. Oh, because well, th- it's Thursday night. Yeah. That's why I started talking about this game yeah. and just went down the list. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's another fucking snoozer for right. Amazon. Can Amazon get a refund? Like, they have got the worst Thursday night package in the history of Thursday night football. Like, there was a lot of really bad Thursday night games in recent years, though. I just, I don't like Thursday night football. I really don't. I, just, I don't either. I don't know why they don't do it on Friday nights. I mean, because high, it's Friday night and people are going high out. school football. And, that too. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Uh, Giants, Eagles, Jags. I'm just looking to see if there's any. Dolphins Chargers could be a good game Sunday night. Mm. Patriots Cardinals Monday night. So. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. So that's a noon game. We'll see where we're at. But now college football championship weekend kicked off Friday night, mm-hmm. which neither one of us knew was happening until. It was happening a uh, half hour before kickoff. I'm like, wait a minute, that's tonight. I don't, I, I don't know if I saw it on ESPN or what. I think I looked up what time it was starting tomorrow, and no, it's it's tonight. Kicks off in a half hour. I'm like, oh, holy shit, that's nice. So, Makes yeah. sense. You don't want to have all the games on one day. Have your day, your game be on a different day, so it's special. I don't know. Yeah, well, as far as time slots go, yeah. I mean, the, the big boys. Being the like the Power Five, they all wanted their own time slot, sure. so that they could draw them ratings. So, <clears throat> so yeah, we kicked it off Friday night with the Pac-12, mm-hmm. and it was Utah knocking off number four USC for the second time this year. And yeah, it uh, it was close for a while, and then the fourth quarter happened, and Utah just kind of. Said, all right, we're done here. Yeah, Caleb Williams, he you could tell he was really hurting from his injury. He got hurt during the game and was walking with a noticeable – was one of those limps where it's like you're walking. You're like, I don't have a limp, but it's like I can see yeah, you're yeah. fighting a limp. There yeah. was there was a wobble for sure. Yeah. Yeah, so. 47 to 24. Uh, so not only did it defeat USC, but basically left the committee no – no hope of, of saying, eh, well, we could still squeeze them in there, but no. Yeah, no. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, ended their playoff hopes. And then we had LSU. Well, what? I was just going to say, SC's just a year early. I mean, Lincoln Riley just got there. Mm-hmm. So I definitely need to shore up the defense. Yeah. That game, I don't know if you watch any of it. No. The worst tackling I think I've ever seen in my life. I saw a lot of Twitter tweets about it oh my god yeah. uh, i think hunter had hunter had money on i think it was caleb williams passing yards and also the money line for sc and uh, so he's like texting me as we're both watching the game and m- so many missed tackles like there's one play it was like oh just a 10 yard digger out and then guy broke five tackles and took it to the house it's like what the fuck 
You kidding me? So that first time they met, what it was only it was close game, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think that like a one that, score. Or I think it came like right down to the end of the game. A few but, points, if I'm not mistaken. But, yeah. So yeah, USC done. Uh, have fun in the Rose Bowl. Right? That'll be where they go. Yeah. Okay. Wait, no. Utah will go to the Rose Bowl because they won the. That's right. They won the conference. That's right. Sale. That's right. Um, SEC title game. We had LSU and Georgia, and uh, it was close for the first quarter, and then it was over. <laughs> uh, Fifty to thirty, number one Georgia knocking off number fourteen LSU, winning their second consecutive second. Right? No, they lost it last year. Oh, that's right. Bama beat them. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Then they got revenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Georgia solidifies the number one spot going into the playoff. Big Ten, Purdue and Michigan. And uh, a typical Michigan game. They just kind of sleepwalk their way through the first half and mm-hmm. have a one-point lead and say, all right, fuck this. Let's just blow them out. Right. And end up winning 43 to 22. It's like the second half they just like that old meme from Madden. It's like when you're when you're winning, you're like laid back in the seat. It's like when you're losing, you lean forward and get real intent. It's basically Michigan. I can't tell you how many times and I don't ever do it cuz I mean I do I'll I always sit in a recliner, but uh but yeah, when it's a really intense game, like a lot of times I'll be reclined, but when when shit's going down, boy, I click, I click it down, you know, and I'm focused. Yeah. But I can't tell you how many times, and I couldn't, I've tried it. I can't fucking do it. I just can't. But I, can, I can't tell you how many times I have heard somebody on my team, all right, I got to sit, I got to sit up. Like, they're laying down while they're playing the game. I, I can't. I've oh, tried I can't it. do that. Can't yeah. do it. I just, I can't. And they're like, oh, I guess I'm sitting up for this one. Huh. Like. You should be sitting up anyway, motherfucker. But anyway, yeah, same thing. You know, like they got serious. I can lay down if I'm playing a game on my phone because you know, well, the screen's yeah. right there. And but yeah, with a controller, you're like laying on your side or whatever, yeah. or even laying on your back. No, man, I gotta, right. I gotta have my arms free because you just never know. Yeah, and the Michigan game, it, Purdue's offense kind of was like. Pittsburgh's offense today because they moved the ball on Michigan really well, just had to keep settling for field goals. So, um, Hunter also at halftime texts me, Oh, you nervous? I'm like, No, I'm not. What's and he goes, Oh, well, the spread, I think before kickoff, it was 16 and a half, and then at halftime, it got down to seven and a half. And he goes, Do you think I should take it? Are you sure they're only up? Take it, dude. I, I'm like, this is the Marty McFly v- meme. Hey, I've seen this one. Yeah. This is exactly what's going to happen. In the second half, they'll start gashing them on the run, and this will turn into a blowout. Trust yep. me. Okay. And he listened to me and won $92 from it. So Nice. And again, I didn't watch any of it, but just looking at the stat line, it looks like things are clicking at the right time for JJ. Yes, absolutely. Um Completion percentage, same as last last week, not quite where you want it to be, but it seems like the yips he had on the deep throws are kind of gone. Like, he had several that were just perfect. Like, that first touchdown to Loveland was just a work of art. Play action, double coverage, puts it right in his fucking hands. That was tremendous. 
there was another big play. Ronnie Bell just mistimed his jump on and dropped it. Otherwise, that would have been another deep throw. So, yeah, it definitely looks like the deep passing game has come on. So, Well, if things are going to start clicking for your quarterback, December's a good time to, <laughs> to kick that in. Yeah, uh, and you got a whole other month of practice before their next game as well. That so. that concerns me a little bit cuz you're in a he's in a rhythm. You know what I'm saying? Like it's that's the only thing that I don't like about college season is that you 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 fight and claw this fucking stretch and you're like okay, well you have a playoff game in 3 weeks. Like, yeah. <sighs> you know, I realize it it helps you, you know, rest a little bit and and maybe get a couple guys back from injury, but at the same time, man, momentum is real Mm -hmm. and when you are fucking clicking 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 and then all of a sudden now you're just going to be hitting your fucking your roommate for the next three weeks before you see another colored jersey it's it's kind of a double-edged sword like yeah but i mean the other team has to deal with that too true and also even playing field everyone's talking about blake quorum michigan also is without their best defensive player mike morris so i don't know what injury he has hopefully he can come back because we'll fucking need him. Did you see the the quorum news? That was actually oh. broke by Ian Rappaport. Yeah, I know. Of NFL fame. Yeah, he's out for the year. Yeah. Did they say what it was? Meniscus. meniscus oh, was it meniscus? So. All I heard was he was having surgery and he's done for the year. Oh, yeah, I didn't hear meniscus until yesterday during the game. He wasn't even at the game, which mm. sucked, but bummer for him. But yeah. So I. it makes me wonder if he's going to come out now for the draft because. Oh, man. What is he, a sophomore? He's a junior. Jun- oh, he's gone. Let me play devil's advocate for a second. He's not a first-rounder. He might be a second-rounder, but he's coming off a knee injury. Uh, Michigan doesn't give NIL as inducements to get people to come to school, but the kids that are already there and are studs are making bank. Like I, the, that Michigan podcast I listened to, he goes, look, if Corm goes in the third, fourth round – He'd probably make more money staying at Michigan for one more year. I still think he's gone. That and he he didn't get to play against Ohio State. You know this deep playoff run. He's watching his teammates go on that. I I don't know. I wouldn't be shocked if he went. Matter of fact, I'd say that probably is more likely. But I wouldn't be too surprised if he tried to stay for one more year. What is Edwards? Do you know? Edwards is a sophomore. Which he could come out after this year, I believe. If he, I don't think I think he I think he's a true sophomore. I could be wrong though, but but no, Edwards isn't coming out. Well, I mean, he's blown it up the last couple of games. Let's say Edwards continues on the pace he is for the next two years or two games. Yeah, whatever. Hopefully, for your sake, two games. Right. Um, it, it'll, it'll be two games. Yeah. Yeah. Let's say he's busting one fifty to two hundred for the next couple of games. Maybe Blake Corum looks at that and like, oh, man, next year I may not be getting all these touches. Yeah, there's that. You know, because it's going to be hard to keep Donovan Edwards off the field if he does, in fact, come back next year. Because he, I think he's a little. If Edwards comes back? Yeah. Yeah, he's going to be back. I think you can leave after a sophomore. No. I think you have to do two years it's in three. college. Is it three? It's three. Okay. Well, then. But if he's a redshirt sophomore, then, yeah, he would be draft eligible, but I don't see him coming out. No. Which furthers my point that Corum could look at that and be like, I'm going to split a lot more carries yeah. with this guy. You might be right. I mean, I'm not going to, you know, 
maybe he'll stick around, but if he can if he can be healthy enough come combine time to where he can be like he can go to the combine like look, I'm fucking I'm good to go. Yeah. And yeah, he's probably going to be in that third fourth round, but you know, you come out and you Christian McCaffrey that shit or whatever and after 3 4 years you get paid, which I know you don't want to pay running backs, but you know, let's be honest, he's they get paid at least once, you know, mm-hmm. if you prove yourself and most teams would regret paying those running backs on that big contract because they don't typically last. Right. Um, but I could I could see him saying, no, nah, I'm not going to risk the college thing. And I could either make a lot of money one year, buck up my, my pro chances, or I can make a little less money for the next two or three years and maybe get paid down the road. Yeah. Who knows? We'll see. But All right. Uh, moving on, the... Big 12. Big 12. I just couldn't fucking remember what conference that was. Uh, K-State, TCU. K-State with the shocker. Not really a shocker. They were ranked 10th. Um, but they knock off undefeated TCU in overtime, 31-28. TCU got fucked. Yeah. Because that was a touchdown on third and goal in overtime. Uh, ballsy move by TCU to go for it. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I, I get it. You're on the fucking one. You would like to think you can get that. And it puts the pressure on K State when they get the ball in overtime. Yeah. Um, but it it was also because they got stopped. It turned into a pretty anticlimactic moment because I think they got one first down and then they just took a knee and kicked field goal. That's and, right. Yeah. I mean that's all you needed was three points. So TCU uh, drops to twelve and one on the year, and then ACC Clemson smacked North Carolina and in the big. What is that conference? Com- American. American, yeah, AAC. Well, they don't have a conference USA. No, conference that's, USA that's a basketball exist, thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Tulane finishes off their best season ever that I can ever remember. Yeah, pretty sure it's ever forty-five twenty-eight over UCF. So, what that brings us to is the final college football playoff rankings, and they go like this. Georgia stays number one. Michigan stays number two. TCU stays number three. And Ohio State has reared their ugly heads once again. And uh, then we have Alabama, Tennessee. Did you see Nick Saban trying to make his case? Quick question. You're Fox. You're the Big Ten Network. Why the fuck are you letting Nick Saban on your network to make a case (laughs) for being in the playoff? Why? Why? What? Why, why are you doing that? Why would you ever do that? That makes that was so idiotic. I could not believe that when they were approaching halftime in the Big Ten title game and they said, "Oh, in a half, we're going to talk to Nick Saban." You know, I'm sure he's going to make his case for his team to be in the playoff. Why? Why yeah. would you fucking do that? You own the rights to the Big Ten. Don't you want Ohio State in that? Like, I, I couldn't fucking believe they did that. But didn't matter. I mean, I think. I I was worried. I was watching it on the way over here. I I I was worried simply because it was Alabama. Yeah, I was more. I wasn't. I figured Ohio State was in. For, and I don't have an USC. issue with that. I don't have an no issue question. with that. But I was. My fear was that they were they were gonna fuck TCU over and put Alabama in, in place of them. Yeah, because I could see that happening because Alabama. Much bigger name than TCU. Right. 
Now, devil's advocate here. Alabama and TCU play each other next week. Who wins? Bama's favored. That was Saban's argument, too, and I I don't like that. It's like, well, you know, if we play any of those top four teams, uh, you know, how many of them do you think we're favored to win by? I'm like, hey, Nick, we play the games for a reason, buddy. Yeah. I mean, you were favored to beat Tennessee. You lost. You were favored to beat – who was the other team they lost to? A&M. You lost. Like, I just – I mean, his whole argument was – Or no, LSU. Oh, you're right, LSU. LSU. But either way, they were favored there, too. Could have lost to A&M. Correct, yes. But you play the games for a fucking reason. I just – I was super worried about that. Um, The ESPN is the SEC propaganda network at this point. (laughs) Like, it's so ridiculous. Like, I I remember I was watching some college football video they do on YouTube, and one of the hosts was like, We've got, like, three Big Ten teams in the top ten. Like, come on, what are we doing? I'm like, what do you mean, what are we doing? It's the Big Ten. I mean, it's not Conference USA. Like, I get it. SEC is the best conference. That's not a debate. But the gap isn't quite as wide as they make it out to be. Yeah. Now, this year, maybe, because the Big Ten was unusually weak. But Penn State, they're ranked 11th. Yeah. Finished 10-2. and Yeah. Um, It... The system as it sits right now, they got it right. Yeah. As much as I hate Ohio State, they they lost one game, uh, granted, at home in a blowout, but still. To the number two team in the country. Yeah, to the number two team. Alabama didn't deserve it. And in two years, when we go to 12 teams, none of this is going to fucking matter. I fucking hate that, by the way. 12 is way too many. I mean, I like I like the way that they got it set up. The what is it? Four major conference winners, yeah, regardless of who it is, are in. Yeah, and then you have is it four or six? I think it'd be five. At least I would think it would be. Five. Actually, I think it's six. I think it's six conference champions are guaranteed a spot. Okay. I don't remember the exact six conferences. The six is probably an at-large group of five. I would imagine. The next six, you mean, or you said six conference champions, right? Yes. Okay, so you have the Power Five, and then that sixth one is probably an the best. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. America, Mac, yeah, yeah, Sun Belt, whatever. Whoever's the most impressive of those, yeah, Mountain, probably. Uh, And then six at-large bursts. So, like, for example, well, K State, they're in the top twelve anyway, but um, you could see potentially a team outside of the top twelve sneak in there. You know, like for like Purdue, like if they had won yesterday, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, you which look, it's cool. Cinderella stories can be born that way, and and who knows, you get hot at the right time. You know, you see it in college basketball all the time. Um, that would be kind of cool to watch, depending on who it is and yeah, who they beat. But still, I like it for the simple fact that it it will now for the most part, in my opinion, eliminate this kind of bullshit and infighting and here's the problem though. Coaches and fans going, We we deserve to be in there. That was what the top four was supposed to do. Yeah. And now the goalpost keeps getting moved. Fuck it. Just start the playoffs in week one. <laughs> well I just like if we go to the BCS model, is there any question who the top two teams are this year? 
No, well, no. No, absolutely not. It's Georgia versus Michigan. Yeah. There there isn't a third team you can debate for there. No. And granted that wasn't all that wasn't always the case. I mean, in the BCS you had a couple times where three teams would go undefeated and one of those three would get fucked, so that's mm-hmm. an issue, but um 12 I again I think it's too many. Do 6. Give teams one and two a bye. Have you know, the other four play each other, best record hosts, and then you do for the final four you do it like it is now, bowl games and then the national titles its own game. Mm. That's what I personally would do. Yeah. I mean that either way I don't hate it. I mean I'd I I I'll reserve judgment for let it go for a couple seasons, see how it does. And then you're gonna have people saying, you know what, we need to expand it to sixteen. I, I guarantee it. That's what's going to end up happening. Well, the dollar is king. That's all I got to say. I know. If, if but they can make more money doing it, they'll do exactly that. But I, I, my fear is that we're going to get to the point where college football has the best regular season because every game fucking matters. You know, you lose one game and that might fucking torpedo your chances to compete for a national championship. I mean, even at 12, it's still... At I mean, look at the rankings right now. There's what? One, two. There's only two teams in the top 12 that have three losses. So it's still pretty damn important. Like, unless there's some, like, Purdue miracle, I don't think we're going to see too many three, four, five lost teams. It's going to happen. Yeah. Mark my words, as long as there are these conference championship games and divisions, it is going to happen to where a 7-5 and five team is just going to catch all the breaks in the title game yeah. and end up in the playoff and then probably get just absolutely destroyed by whatever team they play. Yeah, and every year we've done this, the, the fourth-ranked team has gotten like destroyed against the number one team. Yeah, well, and what do you think is going to happen when, let's just say, Purdue – for example, mm-hmm. would have won, went to this new format. So they're they're the 12 seed for the sake of argument. Well, no, they, I guess they wouldn't necessarily be the 12 because they're a conference champion. So I think they would be no lower than a six mm. is the way that the seeding is going to, to be. But still, so they do that, and then they escape against whoever they play in the first round, and then they're matched up against, you know, a Michigan or a Georgia or whatever, and just get fucking beat by yeah. 62 points, then, you know, a lot of that happening could spark a change to where, okay, yeah, maybe, maybe we shouldn't allow uh, it doesn't, many. It doesn't work that way though. No, we, we know that that's yeah. once you do it, you're, you're not going to go back and take less money, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, the, it's like I said, they make, they're going to make too much money off this and advertising and everything else. Yeah. So, yeah, this is where we're at. And, again, I really I, hope the college football game has the option where you can change the playoff amount. That'd be nice. Yeah. I just I hope it works out Yeah, to where they don't find a need to expand past 12. Because I think for college, 12 is 12 is the absolute more than max. Enough. Yeah, more absolute than Absolute max. Yeah. You could, you could even work at like eight, probably. If they were going to expand it, that would have been my vote. Yeah. If you're going to go from four, double it. Eight. Call it quits. Two at-large teams or three at-large teams, power five champs, whatever you want to do, make it eight. 
one, two, one plays eight, you know, yeah. just like that, and, and go from there. Twelve, we'll see. But uh, it seems like they, they got a little greedy with it. But, right. So, TCU first. We now know Blake Corum's out. Mm-hmm. Still feeling good about it? After... I mean, I, I, I don't have... I don't think that's going to be an easy game by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, TCU's very good. TCU's quarterback's a dog. He is. Is he Duncan. eligible? Is he? I think so. Yeah, yeah. He could. Uh, he could make a name for himself in these playoffs. Yeah, I mean, maybe he, he. He does. He, he's more of a running quarterback, though. But ah, uh, okay. Yeah, but um. So yeah, I mean, I I definitely think if I had to pick it, I'd say Michigan will win. But again, that's not. I don't think that's going to be a blowout or anything like that. Um, Georgia and Ohio State is intriguing. Um, I still think Georgia wins because Georgia's the way they're built is basically they're Michigan, but they recruit at a higher level. Yeah. So uh, I think Georgia will handle them pretty easily. God, I hope so. I've got a few friends that social media and whatnot that are Ohio State fans, and they are just insufferable. Yeah. Yeah. Reminds me of like, Packer fans mm. or Patriot fans. They're like I was going to say Cowboy fans. That too. I was going to say they're the worst. But yeah. so, but yeah, it's it's probably going to be a Georgia Michigan national title. Um, Speak, speaking of fans, isn't it funny how like one or two people that you encounter through your life mm-hmm. can just absolutely ruin a team? Oh you. yeah, I mean a, a team you don't. You got you otherwise got, wouldn't care about. You got no fight with. I mean, Ohio State for you, you is a different story. But like, for example, the Packers. Mm-hmm. As a Steeler fan, we play the Packers like once every four years. Who yeah. gives a fuck? I I like them a little more now mm-hmm. that the Pat McAfee effect and and listening to Aaron Rodgers. I don't. But there was a time where I fucking hated the Packers. I don't know what. Well, I know why. I had no reason as far as the team went because, like I said, they weren't they weren't Steeler rivals, and mm. you know, this is even before the 2010 Super Bowl. That was going to be my question. Okay. All because of like two people that I knew that I was exposed to almost daily that were just so blatantly fucking obnoxious about <laughs> Brett Favre and rah, 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 that I was just like, "Fuck Green <laughs> Bay! I fucking hate them." <laughs> I hope they lose every fucking game they ever fucking play. Yeah. Again, now I don't quite feel that way, but still, it's funny how people you encounter in your real life make you just absolutely despise a team or, or anything just because you're so fucking sick of hearing them talk about right. it. So, anyway, yeah, I uh, I would pick Georgia in that game. Yeah. I... But... Like you said. Against Michigan is what we're talking about? No, no, no. Georgia against Ohio State. Oh, okay. But like you said, if it were to work out where Michigan and Ohio State get the upset and we have a Michigan-Ohio State national championship. The tears from ESPN headquarters might cause a national emergency. Why just because that would mean an SEC team SEC team wasn't in the oh yeah in the natty and it's two Big Ten teams. And the come from Fox Sports headquarters would cause a nat- national emergency. Yeah, and I 
I have to imagine that'd be the biggest game in college football history, would it not? I, I mean, I it's got to be in, in in the conversation yeah. at least. I mean, I'd have to really rack my brain, but that's that's pretty big. I mean, right, the biggest rivalry when they play each other for the championship. Yeah, that that'd be wild. Neutral field, mm-hmm. California, and that's like even funnier is that you got. You know, the only thing worse as far as like fan base travel plans or whatnot would be two East Coast teams traveling to California to play for a title game. But we're still pretty fucking far mid Midwest. Yeah. And the, the natty is in SoFi in L.A. So uh, that would be kind of interesting. But mm. hey, that's Big Ten territory now. Yeah, I guess, yeah. guess it is. All right. So, yeah, that's where we're at. Um Bowl games, I know that a few of them have been announced. You were just on it. I don't know why you scroll away from it. I was? Capital One Bowl Mania. Oh, I just went to this. Oh, yeah, they've filled out quite a few now. Uh, Cincy Louisville. Western Rice. Florida plays Oregon State. They'll probably get destroyed. North Texas made a bowl? That's another team, old NCAA football, that were just the fucking doormats. Uh, Marshall UConn. Mm. UConn was bowl eligible. They actually had a pretty solid season, all things considered. Did they? Yeah. Makes that non-conference for Michigan look better. Baylor Air Force. Oh, Missouri making a bowl was impressive. They were expected to be in the bottom of the barrel in the yeah. SEC, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I think they got kind of hot in the middle of the year. Uh, Wisconsin, Oklahoma State, UCF, Duke, Carolina, Oregon, Oklahoma, Florida State could be a good game. Texas and Washington could be a good game. Notre Dame, Pitt. South Carolina, Ohio, oh Tennessee, Tennessee and Clemson, Clemson, Orange Bowl, Bama, North. Or, I'm sorry, Bama and Kansas State in the Sugar Bowl. Um, I actually texted Hunter when I heard that and said, you're the gambler. Place a bet on Kansas State now before Bama has a bunch of players announced they won't be playing in that game while the odds are good. Oh, yeah. Because I think Kansas State's like plus seven and a half right now. I don't know what kind of odds, but I – because, you know, Bryce Young's not playing in that game. No fucking way. Neither is Will Anderson. Yeah, I wouldn't think, man. Why yeah. why risk it? <clears throat> You're right. not in the playoff. Yep, there's no yeah. way I'm risking yeah. that. Bet the fucking house on Kansas State. Iowa, Kentucky. I bet ABC is happy about that. Yeah. Uh, Illinois plays Mississippi State. Tulane against USC in the Cotton Bowl. Rose Bowl's Penn State in Utah. And so yeah, Penn State benefited from it. Purdue and LSU in the oh cheese it Cit- citrus bowl citrus bowl yeah I okay I thought cheese it had its own bowl but I guess just wanted to sponsor a more relevant bowl yeah yeah so yeah some some decent matchups there yeah uh, other college football news prime time is in fact going to Colorado yep did you see uh, there's a video out of him telling his players I was watching it here yeah, actually yeah before. Um, 
When was it? I think it was before the their game. Because they didn't announce it until after they yeah. played the, the SWAC Bowl or whatever the hell it was. Mm. Uh, but uh, no word yet on um, whether or not his son's going, but i got to imagine he is. I have to imagine, yeah. Um, or the corner, which, again, I would imagine he is. But right. his whole speech was like, don't enter the portal because there's going to be a lot of guys in it and – you know, you're going to just screw your careers up. Yeah. But it'll be interesting to see how many he takes beyond the two that we think are shoe-ins, which I would imagine both of them are going to be shoe-ins. Right. I think he even said, let me talk to you before you enter the portal, because it's like that sort of had the sort of saying it without saying it. It's like, I might not want you, so don't just enter the portal and assume I'm coming to grab you, because, yeah, yeah. What do you how, how do you think he's going to do out there? Um look, you can win in Colorado. I mean, it's uh, did you ever watch that 30 for 30? I can't remember the name of it, but it was about the coach that built Colorado and his strategy was like he was driving around Boulder goes, "Look at this." And it, it's gorgeous. He goes, "If I get a kid that's between here, he's trying to pick between coming to Boulder or Lincoln, Nebraska, I'll get him to come here cuz it's so much yeah. prettier and gorgeous and everything, and yeah. So I, I think he's gonna get. I mean, he's gonna get some studs for sure. Mm-hmm. So I think it'll be a quick turnaround. I don't think it's gonna be like, oh, they're gonna compete for a national title. No, because they are absolute dog shit right now. Mm-hmm. But I mean, think about that number one ranked corner. He convinced him to come to Jackson State, yeah, an FCS school. Like you don't think that. All these other guys that are stud athletes are going to be wanting to go to play, you know, play for him, especially, you know, kids from kids from like the inner city. I mean, yeah. who are you going to relate to more, Deion Sanders or Nick Saban? Yeah, there you go. So now USC and uh, UCLA going to the Big Ten. Yes, does that start next year? Following year. Following year. So. They've got them to deal with next year. Correct. Give me a realistic win total in one year turnaround. Um, I think they win one in eleven. I was gonna say one in eleven. Um, I think five wins is realistic. Okay. Because I, you know, again, it's the transfer portal. There's so many fucking players when it switch their situation, I think he's going to get a few studs, right. difference makers. So, I mean, his son's coming with him. You, you, there's your quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean, you would assume his corner's coming with him. Well, there's your best defensive player. Yeah. So, I I think... Yeah, two cornerstones, I mean... Right, one for each side of the ball. That's, Why that's the fuck selling, are you leaving me a voicemail? That's a selling point right there. Like, look, come, look what we've already got. You know, come join what we're building here. Right. Now... How long do you think he's going to stay? He's already said he has no desire to go to the NFL. So that's gone. Yeah. Um, The question I think comes to me, because I I do think he's going to turn it around. I mean, I think his ultimate goal is is to get Florida State back into national title contention on a regular basis. I mean, they could have offered him the job, and he wanted it, and they didn't. I mean, I could... I don't know Dion at all, obviously, but I if that was me, I'd be like, 
But well, let's you say you could have had me, but you chose not to. Well, so. but see, that's where their Florida State's going to end up paying the price because let's say he goes to Colorado, and he turns that program around, gets him back into prominence. Not necessarily win a national title, but he's taking a team that's been a doormat for the last few years, several years, whatever the case may be, and he turns them into a, at the very least, bowl-eligible team for the next three years, let's say. Mm-hmm. And Florida State's still kind of chugging along or whatever, but not quite getting over the hump. You know how much money Dion's going to be able to command oh, yeah. to go to that? Not only that, the boosters and the people that really pay for shit in Florida State is going to start putting pressure on them like, Get this fucking guy down here. I mean, yeah. Look what he did to one and eleven Colorado. You know what's he going to do to a team that already has a great pipeline? You know Florida is one of the best recruiting grounds in the country for football. Yeah. And they're currently shipping everybody everywhere else because there are no Florida powerhouses. You know when your your best football crop is going to fucking Bama and Georgia. Yeah. Anywhere but Florida State. Um, there, there's going to be some pressure there. If he does what we think he could possibly do at Colorado, yeah. he's going to be able to just blank check, you know, well, just give me a blank check and I'll write a number on it and then we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, the other issue too is with Colorado, they don't – what conference are they, are they going to be in in two years or three years, I should say. I mean, because the rumor is that there's talk of combining the Pac-12 and the Big Ten or Big 12. <clears throat> I think they have to at this point. Yeah, I mean, because <coughs> you're, you're losing UCLA and USC from the pack. You're losing Oklahoma and Texas from the, the Big 12. You you have to combine them to make a super conference. Yeah, and it hasn't happened yet, but I heard a very strong rumor that Washington and Oregon are going to join the Big 10 too. So not a lot of teams left in the pack 12. Yeah. So... You can make like call it the Super West or some shit like that. Yeah. I don't know, but either way, I think th- that's what's going to have to happen. I mean, if if you want to compete with these big boys on the big networks, the big you, the big Pac twelve. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have to combine all those schools, and if if Neon Dion can turn around Colorado and get them into prominence, prominence, that's just you know one more school that is a draw, mm-hmm. you know, as far as you know competitive teams and whatnot. So. Be interesting to see how things are on the college landscape look here in two years when all these teams switch and and there's going to be some major shuffling going around. Right. So it's also going to completely fuck up our NCAA 24 game because we're going to have it as is for like one year and then we're going to have another major conference realignment. Well, hopefully they keep that feature in there where you can do custom conferences. God, I think you'd almost have to. Yeah. The way things change now, like back then, you didn't really have this kind of well changed. Not this accelerated, but. That's what I'm saying. Like every now and then you had a few, but. This was around the time when Nebraska, Rutgers, and Maryland joined the Big Ten. I think A&M had already joined the SEC or announced they were going to. But that was kind of the start of it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like now it's like every other year somebody's saying, well, we're going to go here. We're going to go there. And yeah. So, yeah, I think that's a feature that they're going to need. I'd always put Notre Dame in the ACC where they fucking belong. And you still think they're going to Big Ten? I mean, do you? why would you go to the ACC? 
I mean, it's uh, you have South Carolina or not South Carolina. You have Clemson. Miami's still not great. Florida State's decent. I mean, I think they finish in the top twenty. So I think Miami will come back at some point. You would think so. I mean, just yeah, based on reputation, they just got to get the right team in there, coaches and AD and things like that. But they still have that name recognition that could very well, you know, vault them back to the top spot. Yeah, she just call you too. Yeah. Um, and then oh, she's probably looking for your ass. Then oh, I whatever. <laughs> um, and then Florida State, like I said, I think they'll be back too. So ACC, I mean, yeah, they're not where they were now, but there's still potential there for them to be a a big time player. You know, there's enough big names there. Yeah. Um. So we'll we'll see what's going on, but but again, uh, we might end up with a power two. You know, yeah, power two conferences, SEC yeah. and Big Ten. I, I mean, Notre Dame also has a lot of rivalries with Big Ten teams. You know, Michigan and them played for years and years. They even played Purdue more. Like I, geographically, it makes sense. They're in the Midwest. Yeah. So, yeah. so. all right. <clears throat> well, I think that wraps up our sports. Oh, yeah, U- USA men's soccer <laughs> done. Right. Two ties, a win over Iran, and uh, at least we beat Iran. Considering the Iran, s- whatever Iran, she ran, whatever. Considering the circumstances, and, mm, yeah, yeah, probably got some of those players killed. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe, perhaps uh, we lost to the Dutch. Damn dirty Dutch. Mm-hmm. Good old gold member. Hmm. Anyway. Uh yeah that's you have to tell your story for which Bel- Belva yeah Belva. the one yeah, we've teased two episodes now so yeah we're gonna take just a quick break come right back I'm gonna tell the story of Belva Francois probably talk a little Walking Dead and whatever else so be right back stick around hanging with D's will be right back after they drain the main vein now might be a good time to do that thing you've been putting off while listening to this godforsaken show. And we're back. <clears throat> All right. So, how, I don't even remember how we got on. You said that last episode, too. I was talking about people <laughs> talking your ear off. Yes. Yes, he says. <clears throat> so, this would have been back in 2005-ish, 4-ish, 5-ish. I had just moved to Indianapolis, took a job, uh, At the time, I was just coming off of a job where I built computers. These computers were video editing machines, software and hardware. Um, There was at one point a time when computers that I personally built did all of the graphics, scrolls, and whatnot on CNN, Fox News, things like that. Mm. You're welcome. Uh, Anyway, so that job, um, they ended up shutting down shop because the economy kind of took a shit and anyway one thing led to another and i got a job offer in indianapolis for a company called pinnacle systems which was a maker of one of these hardware software solutions that they had back then for video editors so i packed up the truck moved to beverly indiana <laughs> that is uh to work in a call center <clears throat> tech support if you've ever had to call a call center anywhere 
Yeah, I was one of those guys. But at least with me, you got nice, clean, understandable, good old American English. Anyway, the main product that I supported was a video editing thing called Studio. Um, very like a, like Adobe Premiere, uh, iMovie. I was going to say iMovie. Yeah, basically yeah. the same thing. Well, but <clears throat> so like 90% of our calls was on that. However, there was a device that we had called PC TV. Any guesses on what PC TV might have been? I'm assuming it allowed you to basically kind of almost work as an HDMI f- cord or basically to where you'd put your whatever's on your PC to your TV. Yes. Okay. It was kind of like um, TiVo. Oh. In that you could hook your cable into this PC TV and then the PC TV to your t- computer so you could watch and record stuff on your t- on your computer screen. I don't know why that was a thing back then because, I don't know, why don't you go sit on the couch and watch your fucking TV? But anyway. <clears throat> so this woman calls from Canada. Quebec. What was her name again? Belva, B-E-L-V-A, Francois, French-Canadian. Right. Anyway, so she's telling me she has this problem and that she can't fix it, and it's driving her nuts, and she wants the issue resolved. And to be 100% fair, I didn't have a whole lot of experience with this product because, like I said, it was something that we didn't feel the, a whole lot of calls on because it was just a very simplistic device that you plug it in, ta-da, it works. Very, very um, mundane software that was super easy, like a, a monkey could do it, all mm-hmm. right? So I didn't know a lot about it. Didn't, right. You know, my fault. Anyway. Let me, let me pick up cut in for just one moment. I did a call I did call center work for Verizon for years. I'd occasionally get people asking me about stuff on the remote. I didn't know what the fucking remote looked like cuz I don't have Verizon. I don't live in an area that has Verizon, so I can relate to that. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. So anyway, she's like, "Look, um when I'm not using the product, I I don't want the light on." What light? The little green light on the box. Such as that. Which our audience can see, but yeah. Yeah. So, <clears throat> okay. Well, let's figure this out. Have you tried turning the software off, rebooting the computer? Blah, blah. Yes. The light's always on. All right. So, um, well, can you can you unplug it? No. Why not? Because everything is all plugged in under my desk. I would have to literally get on my hands and knees and unplug everything. Okay. Well, there's got to be, you know, got to be a way. So literally we're, I'm trying like everything 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. No, the light's still on. I want the light to go away. The light's still on. I don't want to look at the green light. Okay. So I go to 
like our, I'm like, all right, just hold tight. I'll be back. So I walk over to the other cubicle to a guy that knows everything about it. And I'm explaining the problem. Like I, you know, I've tried everything. I can't figure out how to turn this off. He's like, you have to unplug it. I'm like, that's not an option. Well, then neither is turning the light off. <laughs> like if it's connected to power and to the computer, regardless of whether or not the computer is on, the light is on. That is showing you that it's working. That's what the the, the whole purpose of the light is. It's yeah. a power light that, hey, you are connected. Yes. Yeah. So I go back and get on the phone with good old Belva. And I explain to her that that's where we're at. That's not acceptable. So for the course of the next, I would say, 20 minutes of said 45-minute phone call, mind you, my average phone call in this the entire time I was at this call center was like seven minutes. Mm. I was like, I knew my shit. Yeah. I, was, I was the best person in the fucking office to the point where it drove my bosses crazy because they fucked up and said, you have to get 35 phone calls per day. That's your quota. I knocked that out by 1030 every day. <laughs> Work started at nine, I take it? Eight. Oh, okay. Still. Yeah. Impressive. Yeah. 10.30 is me pacing myself. Like if I really wanted to, I could fucking knock it out even quicker than that. Well, that's all you had to do was 35 phone calls. Mm -hmm. And they made the mistake of saying, we, we don't care what else you do after, as long as you have your 35 calls. Mm. Whoops. <laughs> So me and two other guys in the office who were also very good at their job, we would blow through the phone queue. I mean, smoke it. And all three of us were typically done in that 10 to 11 a.m. window. We're there till five. Or maybe it was four. I would four think or four. 4.30, yeah, four or 4.30. <clears throat> in our break room, we had a regulation championship edition ping pong table. I got really, really good <laughs> at ping pong. I mean, yeah. Like, we were having tournaments and shit. Guys from other departments would come down. I went to, like, uh, I think it was Champ Sports and and bought a, um, like, super paddle type thing. Yeah. And, yeah, that's that's all we did. Hmm. So, hang on. So, anyway... Yeah, I got really good at ping pong. Mm. Like super good at ping pong. So back to Belva. So for that like 20 minutes, I'm sitting there explaining like the light shows that it's working. It's on. I, I need it to go off. You Well, then you have to unplug it. I can't unplug it. Well, then the light's going to stay on, but I don't want the light on. I understand that, but this is the indication that power is going to the box and that's like can you put it somewhere out of reach to where you can't see the light no because i need to be able to point the remote at it so it has to be right there at this point i'm feeling things that i've never felt before <laughs> so finally i was like you know what i was like do you know what electrical tape is 
She's like, yeah. I was like, cut a little piece off and put it on the fucking box and cover the light because that's the only way that you're never going to see that light again. There's no other thing I can tell you. Yeah. Well, you don't need to be rude. I'm like, lady, I have been on the phone with you for almost an hour over a <laughs> tiny green light that you don't like when it has absolutely nothing technical to do with the device. I was like, this is my solution. It's the only solution I have. And if you don't like it, I was like, you know what? I was like, why don't you just put the thing in a box and ship it back to us and I will put a refund out for you. Well, I just, I, that, I was like, we're done here. <laughs> Thank you for calling. <laughs> Have a great day. I'll send you an email with the RMA number. You can return it if you want. Otherwise, you're going to see a light. Hmm. Click, hang up. And I sat there for a minute. By the way, uh, Again, I also worked in a tr- uh, call center. That is not textbook. <laughs> no, <laughs> you handled that no, at all? No, but... there were there were more than one instance of that. Like the mute switch. Yeah. <clears throat> I found out the hard way once that mine broke mm-hmm. as I'm calling a customer a fucking idiot. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I got a write-up for that one. <clears throat> I'm surprised it was just a write-up. Yeah. Yeah, not good. Um, I think I tried to play it off like, oh, no, I was talking about the guy in the cubicle next to me just really annoying or whatever and i had the exact same i didn't call him a fucking idiot yeah. i just i had a customer say something really stupid to me and i i reacted like oh my god i'm like well here's what you can do and he goes um i want to talk to a supervisor because i heard what you said and that was very rude i'm like ma'am that wasn't directed at you that was a colleague of mine telling me something oh uh, okay yeah yeah there was there was more than one occasion where i let things slip that i shouldn't have are you gonna tell the dr pepper story or the I'm gonna get a drink story. Are you, you're gonna have to remind me of that. I'm gonna get a drink story. Um, I'm not done with the Belva thing first. Okay, right? we'll finish that. First. It's yeah, just real quick. So I finished with the phone call, and at this point, my buddies who are are both sitting around me have basically gone through this hell with me, <laughs> and and they have watched, like you know, you see the memes of like. You know, the dogs, like fireworks going off, like war. And like I I had the fucking thousand yard stare. (laughs) And I literally had what can only be described as an emotional meltdown to the point where I started crying (laughs) and laughing at the same time uncontrollably. I didn't know this part. Yeah. And they're like, what's wrong? I'm like, I don't know. I just, I'm fucking, I, I'm fried. I am absolutely fucking fried. And, and I had to sit there and I still, here's the shitty part. This was like, I don't know, my fourth or fifth call of the day. <laughs> so I still had to go through this shit like 31 more times. So you want to talk about mailing it in for the rest of the day? Yeah. Yeah. I just... Uninstall, reinstall, uninstall, reinstall. I mean, <laughs> that was the salt solution to every problem for the rest of that day. And I was just done. I was like, I'm, I'm going to be in the break room playing ping pong. I don't care if I'm playing against myself with the fucking table up. I am not answering the phone after 35. Because every once in a while, after we would be done, we'd go hit, you know, the ping pong room, the call queue. Mm-hmm. Would would just get ridiculous. Yeah. To the point where one G, yes, my supervisor's <laughs> name was one G, would uh 
would come in and, and basically have to beg us to come and get back on the phones because his quote air quote superstars that mm-hmm. like his buddies were so shitty at their job <laughs> that they couldn't solve problems. So that like the, the call, the way the hold times would be like an hour and a half. And uh, so, yeah, a lot of times we'd go in there, blow through the fucking queue and, and be done. And when I say blow through the queue every once in a while, blowing through the queue meant this, you just walk up and you hit, Answer, hang up. Answer, hang up. Just <laughs> and just yep, cues cleared. Back to ping pong. And so, <laughs> so somebody would call back, just completely irate. Oh, I'm sorry, we had apologize. We had a problem with our phone system, but so yeah, very very bad. I'll just tell you, guy called immediately, screaming and cursing for like ten minutes or whatever, and then he said, "Sir, sir, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to put you on hold. Go get a drink." I guess I, I pretty much just told the story. <laughs> you said that you told me a story once where a guy called up. You had called a few different people before, and they were dumb fucks and didn't solve the issue and was immediately cursing, freaking out, whatever. And you said, sir, 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 here's what's going to happen. I'm going to put you on a I'm going to put you on a hold. I'm going to go to the break room, get something to drink. And I'll come. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 This guy was I remember that now. He was absolutely insane. I had been warned because he had talked to a couple other people and uh, he thought he was just going to like control the call. Like, no, no, like you you need to call him. And I'm every fucking fucking asshole, blah, blah, Mm. blah. I'm like, well, look, you can wait on hold. I'm going to go get something to drink. You need to cool off. (laughs) When I come back, if you're calm, we'll try and solve the problem. If not, I'll just fucking hang up on you and you can call back and get somebody else. Uh, there were other times, many times. Oh, I want to talk to your manager. All right, sure, no problem. I put him on hold. Hit my buddy up next, and like we were literally, yes, this is the supervisor, just so we could side with each other. <laughs> uh, had another guy. Another. You, you didn't tell the rest of the story. You did just that. You yeah. went, got a drink, came back. He was calm-ish. You solved his issue in like five minutes, and he was like super apologetic and everything, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. There was a happy ending. It's been a long time, and I drink a lot and do a lot of that. I'm surprised I remember it more than you do. But. You're right. There was one, another instance where this guy had an issue with the software that I knew a lot about, but, man, could not for the life of me figure it out mm. for a long time. Like, this went on almost daily for, like, two weeks. I would give him stuff to do. Couldn't do it. Wow. Give him stuff to do. Like, we were trying because he had the, the, the card, the PC card that came with the, the software. We're like trying to put it in different PCI slots so that it could reassign IRQs, which if anybody listens to this now, probably like, what's the fucking IRQ? Well, IRQs used to basically run your computer back in the day. Um, so try and try and everything. And I, I don't even remember now what the, the issue was or what solved it. I mean, it was crashing his computer, but I don't remember what I did or what I had him do to solve it. I think it was another device he was using that he was trying to use with the product that it was supposed to work, but we found out that it didn't anyway, solved his problem. And he was like, Dan, he's like, name it. What do you want? You have, you have like saved <laughs> my ass here. Cause I think he was trying to put together a wedding video for his daughters. And he's like, uh, you have, you totally saved the day. He's like, you just, you tell me what you want. And I got with you. your daughter. 
So jokingly, at the time, they had just come come out. I was like, oh, I'll take a new Harley Davidson V rod. Ha ha. He's like, and he laughed. I was like, oh, I'll see what I can do. Was like, Thanks again. I was like, hey, no problem. Fast forward about a week later, whatever, I come in the, to work and there's a box sitting on my desk. And I open it up, pull out a die cast model of a V rod Harley oh, Davidson. Wow. And with in a note was like, here, you know, shiny side up. Thanks again. And so I called him. I'm like, hey, got the bike, man. Thanks. And <laughs> I kept it on my desk for a very long time. That's cool. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, that was the story of Belva Francois and a little uh, call center history there. Yeah. I had a guy upset because, like I said, it was Verizon Cable. And uh, he had a separate issue. I solved it, whatever. And he goes, so I noticed that uh, – I'll leave my TV on when I leave for work, and when I come back, it's off. I'm like, yeah, it's a power-saving feature. After four hours of inactivity, it shuts off. Pretty much fucking standard, right? Yeah. He goes, oh, okay. Um, do you think that's a reasonable reason to uh, cancel my service? Do Do I think that's a reasonable reason to cancel your service? Yeah, and he goes, no, I don't. <laughs> okay. Well, I disagree. Click. I'm like, all right. Thanks whatever. for calling. Yeah. <laughs> hey, thank you for choosing Verizon. Yeah. What, what do you expect? Like, I mean, I, I guess that would get annoying. Like if you sat there and watched TV for eight hours and never changed the channel, didn't have to touch the remote for anything. And you're sitting there, you're watching the show and all of a sudden you just click, it just shuts off. Was there a way that you could go in and turn that off? I don't know. See, this is why I was better. At- <laughs> I didn't do tech. I had a customer service, but yeah. Might I remind you and inform the audience that why don't why don't you tell the audience that how you got that job? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh so yeah, I applied for the job and uh during the application process. When you applied for the job, how much technical experience would you say you had? I had zero. I had okay. I had not worked a real job yet. Okay. <clears throat> when you applied for the job, how many call centers had you worked in? Zero. Zero. When you applied for the job, how many corporate um, settings settings have you worked in? Zero. Zero. Okay. Now you may continue. Okay. Um, and that's actually, I lied to you a little bit. I didn't apply for the job. Dan applied to the job for me. <laughs> yes, I think I did. I filled it out, didn't I? Yeah, you filled out the application and everything. And part of it was you did a little test where you put in your phone number and it would call you and it'd give you scenarios like, okay, this customer has this issue. What would you say? And there was like three or four questions like that. Dan did it for me. And then when I get the call that, hey, you did so well on the test. We just want to offer you the job and not have to interview for it. I'm like, sweet. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, wasn't it a, was it, did I have to type stuff out or I thought I did like a phone. There may have been a typing test too. Because I think I had to come down to the house down there because this was before you had a cell phone and they had like you had a scheduled time because I had to come there or maybe I had to call in from there or whatever. But I know that I literally had to do it on the phone right? from that number down the road because they thought it was you basically role playing as if you were in the call center. And I did it all and then got this fucker the job that... He hated for the entire time that he was there. Yeah, so for the you, five and a half years. You're, you're welcome. Yeah, thanks. I, I mean, you still, I know that's not really your gig, but 
You could have turned that into the job at I, State Farm, and I, I'll never do that again. Corporate I'll, I'll roll. I'll rip off old ladies or something. <laughs> like I'm, I'm not. Corporate world's not for everybody, for sure. I don't know. I mean, well, call center specifically. Yeah, they. Well, that's what I'm saying though. You could have used that as a springboard to get to a better place, and then from there, you could have done. All kinds of things. Call centers 100% suck. Yeah. No no doubt about it. I if fucking my, hated it. Yeah, my phone rings at my job now, which isn't a call center, and I get a little angry. So I have PTSD big time from that job. The thing I hated most about it is all the documentation. Oh, yeah. You know, like you literally have to, oh, I fucking hated that. Like I would just garble, like fucking uninstall, reinstall. Yeah, we, we had no same. details whatsoever. Like, yeah, we we had to take notes, and I, for a while, because I switched apartments, and the notes would all pretty much be the same. So copy paste, copy paste. Everyone did that, and that wasn't really. An My issue. coworkers fucking hated me because if somebody that I had handled called back, yeah. and they go into their their case, up <laughs> oh, Dan answered this call. Uninstall, reinstall. <laughs> <laughs> like they don't even have any software. Uninstall, reinstall it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would type every yeah, time. Take it out, blow in the cartridge, <laughs> right? Back in. So. Um, I was gonna say something else too. You're talking about getting off the phone quickly. That was something I kind of got bitched at because I get to the point where I was really good at getting off the phone. There's a lot of fat in what they want you to say mm-hmm. that is unnatural. Yeah, and yeah, it comes yeah. off as fake. So I just wouldn't say it. And I'm like, well, you didn't tell them this. Yeah, it's not relevant. Yeah. So I'd get off the phone in like five minutes. So, yeah, I the corporate lines too. It's like it's so canned, and it's like, how am I supposed to trust you if I know that you're just reading scripts? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I would always, even the tone of like, "Hi, thank you for calling." I wouldn't do that. It would. That's why I fucking hate calling call centers now. Yeah. Having done it. Yeah. I'm like, like for example, if I have an internet problem, I call in. Yeah. Like it's. Well, I need you to, to unplug the route. I'm like, look, I'll just, let me stop you. I used to do tech for like 10 years. I already know that you have a script there, that you have a step-by-step thing to do. And let me just tell you, I already know your script. I've already done all your bullshit and it doesn't work. So why don't we get to the real fucking problems here and you help me out? Yeah. Like to the point, I'm like, I've been there. I know what you're paid to do. I'm telling you it's perfectly okay to not do that because I've already done all the shit you're going to tell me to do. But now you can't even get a person. It's I can understand complete sentences. Yeah, bitch, get me a real fucking person. <laughs> to be fair, I was I've never been more shocked in my life. Um, my dad's girlfriend uh, has an iPhone mm-hmm. seven. She's old. Yeah, she anyway. doesn't need a fourteen. Anyway, I don't know if she had dirty fingers or what, but the fingerprint thing wasn't working. She didn't remember her passcode, but she thought she did, oh. and she entered it in and entered it in and entered it in and entered it in, and then didn't work. And guess what happens to an iPhone when you keep entering a passcode in that doesn't work? It fucking bricks it, yeah. basically. So I called my best friend, who is an iPhone guru and actually does cell phone repair, and told him, he's like, look, you can plug it into iTunes, push an update to it, and then it may ask you for the passcode because at this point we had kind of pretty much figured out what the passcode is supposed to be so i'm like okay i was like well what happens if that don't work 
you you factor there is no coming back like wow she's like you need does she have an iCloud account like she's like 75 there's no fucking way she's got an iCloud account because when they set the phone up I wasn't there so they probably just gave them my email address no idea what the password is so like yeah it doesn't yeah. exist he's like you have to factory reset that's the only thing to do so I had to call Apple which as I'm dialing the number I was just absolutely dreading it because I 1,000% would have bet every fucking dime that I personally have, have made, or will make in my life that I would have, thank you for calling Apple. But no, it was a nice, perfect English-speaking woman who has had some Belva Francoise in her day, <laughs> and we had just... She walked me through everything, and I explained to her, old people suck, and <laughs> she was laughing. I mean, we had a good old time, like um, like 30 minutes. She literally stayed on the phone the entire process until I got it. And I was like, I'm fucking impressed. Like, I've been where you're at, and there's nothing worse than a problem that, like, you could have been like, do this and hang up. Like, mm. But she literally sat there, shot the shit, and I was like, I'm just, I'm so impressed that, like, A, I can understand what you're trying to tell me and be like, you stuck with through, through the whole thing, even though like I'm perfectly technologically capable of doing this. She's like, Oh no. She's like, I got nothing better to do. Like, let's just, <laughs> let's just get this fixed. And then she's like, put this in, in your name and don't ever let her know what the password is. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Good, nice. good call. So yeah. anyway, yeah, that's uh, some horror stories from the old tech world. I had one call call. I remember that I'm very proud of his, I think he had just signed up for service and it just wasn't working. It was, he's done everything. I don't know what the deal was. Like the system we used to look at his account, that was all fucked up. So it's on our end. I'm like, I, this is so messed up. And I'm like, well, we're going to send another tech out. And I even said, it. I'm like, hopefully this fixes it and everything. And he goes, Dylan, do you realize what you just said? You said, hopefully it fixes it. And I'm like, look, I got to be honest. This is not standard at all, but I don't know if the fiber line had to go through an in ancient Indian burial ground or what. And he started <laughs> laughing, goes, well, you know, you know, it's, thanks you, for making me laugh. Do no, you remember nice. the uh, call tracking software you used? Oh, it was called Coffee. Coffee. I can't. Our well, our email software that we used for email support was Right Now, which I know a lot of places also used as call center. But the one we had was started with an S. It was like three letters, mm. SQL or something. I don't know. It sucked though. Anyway, all right, moving on. Anything from the pop culture world? Uh, I'm going to the movie theaters in February. Oh, <laughs> Cocaine Bear. Yeah. And I had seen a couple references on Twitter. There's even a couple people that have changed their handle to Cocaine Bear, and I, I didn't know what the fuck it was. And then I learned that it was a movie, and much like I explained out there when we were trying to explain this to Nicole, I assumed that it was going to be a movie about some cartel thing that the guy was, I don't know, a big hairy ape, big hairy man or whatever, and they he just got the nickname Cocaine Bear. Turns out it's an actual bear. <laughs> High as fuck on cocaine, yeah. who is rampaging across the fucking wilderness of Tennessee, and it it looks amazing. Yeah, it looks really good. Looks uh, like a really good 
horror comedy. Uh, yeah, ama- yeah, I was gonna say. I'm gonna say it look um, looks amazing. I don't expect it to be on the Oscar stage in no. in March or whenever the fuck they do those. But uh, it looks like it's gonna be something that's gonna be entertaining. I don't know that I'll go to the theater for it. I'll wait for the reviews. If it gets good reviews, I'll go see it. But you know it's not going to get good. You've seen the trailer. There's no way that gets good reviews from, from movie reviewers. I, now, I, public, like the public side mm-hmm. of Rotten Tomatoes or whatever, that might be what I would base this on because I don't see any reputable movie reviewer going, well, this is a fucking epic that you got to go see. It's going to be the guys in the fucking comments like, this movie's fucking hilarious. You need to go. You know what I'm saying? Beavis and Butthead, both of those movies got very good reviews. I don't know how because. I just, they don't, you don't, most reviewers understand you don't remove, uh, review a movie like that, compare it to Citizen Kane or some Oscar bait movie. You judge it a little differently. Yeah, but just looking at like some of the gore we saw, yeah. I, I, I just don't see it getting good reviews. And like, this is just a bloody mess and blah, blah, blah. But Barbarian's very gory and got great reviews too. So that's a horror movie. But yeah. Either way, I will watch it when it comes out on whatever streaming service. Mm. You know, because I do think it's going to be... It'll be a Peacock one. It's very, universal Very movie. entertaining. So. Uh, but yeah, Cocaine eats, I don't even know how many kilos of Coke and just yeah, terrorizes everybody. The reason why I want to see it is because movies, especially comedies, we don't get a lot of great comedies yeah. anymore now. There's no real star power in it. A couple of somewhat known actors I saw in the trailer, yeah. but but there's nobody that's like, holy shit. Other than the the late great Ray Liotta, yeah, I would imagine is playing. Looks like he's playing some kind of drug trafficker, drug, of yeah, some sort. trafficker, kingpin, whatever. Yeah, uh, I got to imagine that was the last thing he did. I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I if, again, if it gets decent reviews, I want to see it because I want more raunchy kind of comedies in the theater. So, yeah. uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three trailer hit. Yeah. No, no, you don't care. No, no, no I, I watched the trailer. Adam Warlock's in it, which for the comic geeks is a big, big fucking deal. I don't know a whole lot about him other than the fact that he's super powerful and they expected this to happen. Um, on the DC side. Real quick, did you watch the Christmas special? Not yet, but I, 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 I watched it. it was, I heard it was, it was fun. Yeah, I heard it, yeah, was, it was good for just 45 minute yeah. little jaunt. Um, did we talk about Black Adam? Uh, did you see it? Yeah. I don't think we did, no. Yeah, I watched it. It's okay. Oh, wait, no, we did talk about this. Yeah, it's decent. Uh, the cameo with Superman at the end was pretty cool. Like, Did, I, did we talk about that? Yeah, We did, yeah. Where he shows up, like, we need to talk, and so it sets up. Uh, but I also saw James Gunn. Have you heard this news? James Gunn, who has done uh-huh. the Guardians movies, did the... Um, the One Suicide of the Squad. Su- yeah, the, the good Suicide Squad movie and the Peacemaker, which was fucking awesome. Um, he has now taken over DC uh, Studios, whatever you want to call it, the, the DC movie universe, which for me is nothing but good news. Yeah. Uh, he's a big proponent of the Snyder stuff, the good Snyder stuff. And so hopefully we can start getting some quality DC movies coming. Yeah. Hopefully. Please. And the first one has already been announced. Blue Beetle, right? Blue Beetle, yeah. yeah. Who is um, not a, I mean, he's a superhero, but he doesn't really have superpowers. Kind of Batman-esque. Mm. Um, and in the comics, very funny, very um, 
without the fourth wall stuff, very Deadpoolish mm. as far as like you know his his wit and everything. So, um, and with James Gunn behind it, I'm very excited about it. I think it it could be pretty good. All I know about him was from the in, uh, Injustice game, and he was my favorite guy to play as Beetle. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was uh, back when Justice League International came out he was one of the founding members of it it was a comic series but um, whoever the guy was that was writing at the time was like genius comedic like blue beetle was hilarious mm. big scene where batman and guy gardner who was one of the green lanterns got into a fight and it was like one punch and blue beetles literally crying he's laughing so hard <laughs> but anyway uh so i'm excited about it um last thing i'll talk about before we go walking dead has finally oh, yes. come to a close and well sort of um i managed to i watched the first few episodes of the season mm -hmm. and then i was like you know what i'm not gonna do this i'm just gonna wait let it all play out do my best to avoid spoilers which i did thankfully nice. and then i binged the last i believe it was like five episodes last weekend really good really good ending um set up a lot of things because for those of you not in the know there are three major spinoffs coming. One featuring Daryl, who the premise is he uh, basically is going out looking for other people and looking for Rick and Michonne because there is reason to believe that they might be alive out there. So he leaves Judith with capable people to go and find them. But something is going to happen and he wakes up in France. Which, if you remember, way back in season one, the doctor told us that that's where it all started. Hmm. So I think we're going to get into that. Another one is called Dead City, and it is going to feature Negan and Maggie together. And that whole story arc comes to a uh, an interesting close because, as you know, Negan bashed Glenn's brains in, and yeah. Negan was trying, trying, and Maggie was like, I still, one of these days, I'm going to kill you, blah, blah, blah. And then Negan, through the course of this season, found a new wife, got her pregnant, and at one point was about to be executed. Spoilers, by the way. Was about to be executed to the point where he finally understood what Maggie must have felt like because they were going to execute his wife, too. Like, he finally, and he, he told her, he's like, at that moment... I know now what I took from you and what I never want taken from me. And I'm truly, truly sorry. And she's like, I can never forgive you, but you are trying so we can coexist. She's like, I hope you understand there are days that I may not be able to look at you mm. because when yeah. I look at my son, blah, blah, blah. So it'll be interesting to see how they continue this. This is going to be set in New York, which they are currently like somewhere in the Midwest, Ohio. Well, West Coast, East Coast as well, depending on which group you're talking about. But they somehow end up in New York. It's called Dead City. So, and I love fucking Jeffrey Dean Morgan. So I'm in on that for sure. Mm. And then another one, the third and final one is called Rick and Michonne. So obviously Rick's still alive. And I think this is basically the movies they were talking about, the three movie series they were going to do with Rick. I think they have since scrapped that. COVID mm. really kind of put a damper on it. And now they're just going to turn it into a series. So I think we're going to see... Um, I think it's going to be filled with a lot of flashbacks as far as what has happened to Rick since that bridge blew up. What? I, I, again, I stopped watching. Why did he leave? He he died. 
according at least what they think. Oh. There was a giant horde that was coming to them, and they had set up everything, but like most plans on The Walking Dead, it didn't go as planned. Mm. And so the horde was coming for the town, mm. and they got them. The only way they could get them to the bridge that they needed to get them to with all the fucking dynamite and everything was for Rick, who had already got thrown off his horse and basically got impaled by a piece of rebar, but he managed to get himself up and was staggering, just trying to lead them away from the, the community. And when he gets to the bridge, his whole, you know, he sees across the riverbank, his whole family is there, and he realizes at this point that the only way that this is going to happen is, is I have to shoot this fucking, the dynamite, the explosives. Mm -hmm. So when they're, they're all screaming, no, he, Shoots it, it blows up, and you think he's dead because there's no sign of him. But then you find out that the river washes him away, and this other chick finds him who is trying to get out of there mm -hmm. with this mysterious group that was flying helicopters around called the uh, CRM. It's like the Civil Republic Military. Mm -hmm. um, and they she trades him for passage on the other to take him wherever. Mm -hmm. And at the very end of that season, the season finale – you see him like drifting in and out of consciousness while he's riding on this helicopter to God knows where. Mm. But meanwhile, everybody else thinks he's dead. Well, right. then, like two seasons later, Michonne finds this shipwreck and she finds his boots mm. that he wore every single day and a little note with, with something that convinces her that she's alive. So that's why she left the show was to go out and search for him. Mm. Well, now, now I think this series is going to focus on what happened from the time that he left in that helicopter until the time that Michonne finds him. And I'm obviously there's going to be crossovers and things like that, like they did with fear and everything. So I'll, I'll check it out and see, but uh, it's, it's waning on me for sure. I mean, isn't the fad them, over? I mean, can we, not as long as it's still making money. Uh, sure. I mean, yeah. I it's guess, not but... anything near what it was, but if they can, these shows that are focusing on the people that everybody loved mm -hmm. and, and they can keep it that way. Cause I think that was, yeah, it was rinse and repeat with all these things, but because of the cast changing and new stories and new people, it just, it got kind of old, mm -hmm. but I think if they can focus more on these core characters that everybody has loved from the beginning that left for one reason or another came back, if they can keep it focused on that, I think they can they can milk a few more years out of it. Okay. As long as it's entertaining, I don't give a shit. What was like the end of the series or the main series? Where, like... The the Commonwealth, which was this giant, so like hundred thousand people city, yeah. with again a, a corrupt leader that was you know come to find out was making people disappear, blah blah blah, and got yeah. things got out of control, and so she was like, "Fuck it." We're going to start over, so lead this horde in and just wipe everybody out except for the elites. Huh. And, of course, our Alexandria heroes figured it all out and mm. put a stop to that shit. And at the end, they basically f let everybody into the elites, fin like gated community, mm. and firebombed it. And so now they're they're starting over. Wow. And, uh, Rosita dies. She gets bit, saving her daughter's life. It, and she dies with Eugene by her side, mm. which again you were out before that relation. Yeah. Like they w weren't a relationship, but they were like best friends. Okay. 
Eugene was the nerd okay. that was with the big redhead, yeah. and Rosita was the fucking hottie that was with them. Oh, okay. And yeah, she had a baby and saving her baby's life. You don't know until at the end they're talking like, yeah, you're going to teach her how to swim, and she tears up, and that's when she shows the bite. And mm. Eugene, you know, kind of breaks. It was a touching moment. But mm. all in all, um, yeah, it, it lulled there for a while, but it it was a satisfying ending for most of those characters, but I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with the primary people and their, their new shows coming out whenever they are. All right. So, all right. I think we've rambled on long enough. Yep. We will uh, be back here at some point next week, probably Sunday, talk Steelers-Ravens, right? And, oh, wait, never mind. There's no college football next weekend. That's right. Well, there's the Army-Navy game, but that's it. So, yeah. I also need a new show to watch. I I just finished Band of Brothers, so I need something else. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do now. Apparently, there's a spinoff for The Boys coming out, too. You haven't watched any of that, have you? I might need to watch that. That might be the That's, next one I yeah. watch. Yeah. I, I, I had started it like at when season one hit came out, and I, I think I lost my Prime login, so I stopped. But I was I was liking it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's really good. But, um, I don't know what character it's based off, but I know that there's a spinoff coming. So, mm-hmm. All right. Well, we'll be back here Sunday. Talk Steelers, Ravens, and everything else in between. So, that being said, thanks for listening. And as always, we will catch you next time. I am Dees. He is Dylan. Bye-bye. See ya. Mm-hmm.